Last Christmas, I gave you my podcast. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, all right, all right, all right. You didn't give it away. If you did give it away, I would be really upset and you would ruin my Christmas. So let me give away this podcast to you. And then if you want to give it away to a friend, that's great. And what a podcast it is uh, because we're going to be talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Have you been to the doctor lately? Yikes. Don't we all hate that? We're going to be talking about uh, the doctor visits. Um, We're going to be going uh, with Charles Parsley to the Celebrity Racetrack. Today is our big Christmas race. Santa Claus and the Grinch and Frosty and Rudolph are going to be racing today. It's going to be unbelievable. We're going to be talking about windows and not the windows you look out of. It's a different kind of window. Stick around to find out what it is. Um, we're going to be uh, getting into toilet paper. How much do you use? I don't know. Let's ask the question. Uh, and, of course, Dr. Debbie Timer is here, the life coach, to be taking phone calls, helping people with their lives. And that's what the Harlan Highway does. It helps you live Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Who has to go to the toilet? Who has to go to the toilet? Anybody have to go to the toilet? All of us every day use the toilet. Could they make it any more embarrassing at the grocery stores? You ever have to go in and have to buy new toilet paper? And you kind of want to just be low-key about it because it's a little bit weird. You're putting toilet paper in with your food. Let's see. I got pork chops. I got some orange juice. I got some Salisbury steak. I got some fresh tomatoes. And, oh, yeah, some butt wipe. Hello. And you can't just get a roll of toilet paper. Oh, no. You can't get two. You can't get three. They only sell it in these giant bulk bin. You almost need a forklift. Yeah, back the forklift up. I gotta get some bum wipes. And then you get up to the checkout line and you gotta reach in and you pull this big thing out and clonk it. And you think it's just gonna jam as it slowly slides down the conveyor belt and everyone's staring at it. Hey man, what's with the 97 rolls of toilet paper, man? You better uh, put your uh, mini-wheats back, man. That's the last thing you need is uh, fiber in your diet, dude. There's nothing else in the store. If I buy toothpaste, I don't have to buy a box of it. If I buy shampoo, I can buy one bottle. What's with the giant, giant wad of toilet paper? I'd stay here and talk about it more, but you know what? I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta go. 
I gotta go. We'll be right back here on the Harlan Highway. <laughs> and is it just me, or do the ladies burn through the toilet paper way faster than dudes? I don't know if you uh, if you guys have a girlfriend, or you live with a girl, or you have a wife, or you have a girl that comes over now and then. But uh, obviously, you know, a girl probably has to use toilet paper every time she goes. I would think. I don't know. Do girls wipe the front area? I don't, boy, this is an interesting question I maybe should have asked a long time ago. I would think they do. I've never really asked. Maybe one of you girls can call into the show and inform an idiot like me. After you go pee, do you grab toilet paper and wipe? I, I think so. I'm not joking. I've never really asked this question. So 323 323- 215-1486. That's through 323-215-1486. Ladies, call in and let us dumb guys know if you do that. Because, you know, here I am going, oh, women burn through toilet paper faster. Uh, but maybe that's probably why. But it is interesting. You know, if you're a single guy and you live alone, you throw a roll of toilet paper on there you know, it's there for like a month, maybe two. I don't know. But as soon as a lady friend's around, that, that toilet paper rolls off. And it's like that thing gets changed every three days just about. I almost picture uh, girls like little gerbils or little hamsters, right? They're stealing the toilet paper and making a little nest somewhere, right? If you search around your house and you find a corner in the closet or behind a curtain, there'll be like little chewed up toilet paper nest in there. You know, like like a mouse does when you have a pet mouse and they they find little pieces of straw and chew up newspapers and cardboard tubing. It's like the girls aren't even wiping. They just like that soft, that soft uh, two-ply toilet paper. And they're making little toilet paper girls' nests. You know, when you get in a fight. Well, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm going inside. I need some alone time. And then they curl up in their little toilet paper nest and ruffle around and tuck their head into their belly and sleep like a cute little guinea pig or a hamster. <laughs> That's what that's probably it. Well, anyways, please girls, call the show, clear up the toilet paper mystery so we can set the record straight. 323-215-1486. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, on this crisp December afternoon. It's cold. Everyone can see their breaths, and we're here at the Holland Highway Celebrity Racetrack for the Christmas race. In the gate, Santa Claus in gate one, the Grinch who stole Christmas in gate two, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in gate three, and Frosty the Snowman in gate four. It promises to be a festive holiday-filled race today with our holiday celebrities. There they go, and they're off. They are off running, and it looks like Rudolph, quite naturally, is out in the lead. 
with his strong animal four-legged body. He's on the run, but it looks like the Grinch that stole Christmas isn't going to let it happen. The Grinch that stole Christmas swinging a lasso of barbed wire around his head. He's wrapped it around Rudolph's head. He's yanked Rudolph back by the neck. Rudolph's neck spurting blood, and Rudolph is down for the moment. Frosty the snowman building up some steam. He's running down the track, running down the track, but he seems to be sweating. He seems to be more than sweating. He seems to be perspirating. He seems to be leaking almost, and here comes Santa Claus. A jolly merry old man, his belly bouncing up and down as he runs. It looks like he's in behind, but it looks like he's giving it the old school try. And Rudolph the Rain-Nosed Reindeer has stood up. He's charging, he's turning back on the Grinch that stole Christmas. Oh, he's head-butted the Grinch in his green belly. But the Grinch isn't done yet. The Grinch pulls out some wires and stuffs them up Rudolph's nose. Rudolph's being electrocuted on the track. And Santa Claus, St. Nick, takes advantage of this. He runs past, thundering down the track. His fat belly bouncing up and down. And Frosty, Frosty seems to be getting lighter with each step. He actually seems to be physically shrinking. And this is helping him pick up speed. He's starting to move down the track. And it looks like Rudolph and the Grinch are still going at it. Rudolph and the Grinch. The Grinch has stuck his green fingernails into Rudolph's eyes. Rudolph is stabbing the Grinch with his horns and black blood is coming out. Santa's charging down the track. It looks like his pants have fallen down and his rosy red cheeks are glimmering in the sun. Frosty's almost down to nothing. Frosty and Santa at the line as Grinch and Rudolph punch it out. And it looks like Frosty's turned into complete liquid. And he's going to cross the finish line as a wave of water. Frosty the snowman inches out jolly St. Nick as he washes across the finish line and is absorbed in the mud and is unable to collect his victory prize. So Santa wins by default as he splashes around. Happy holidays. This is Charles Parsley at the Holland Highway Celebrity Races. Wow, 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 wow. What a race. Quite the race. Old, old Santa coming in at the end. Poor uh, Rudolph and the Grinch slugging it out. Intense, man, intense. Um, and here's something else that's intense that, that unfortunately is, is a part of life. But every now and then we all get sick, right? We all get sick and we've got to go to the old doctor and we got to see what's wrong with us. We have an ache or a pain or something's going on. And you don't like going to the doctor to begin with, right? Because it's just, it kind of scares you, it's it's depressing, it reminds you of your mortality, it reminds you that uh, you have a bunch of working parts and something could go wrong and yada, yada, yada. But, but what's worse, that makes the experience even more uh, kind of dreadful, is when you get to the doctor's office and you don't walk in right away and go, hey, doc, I'm here, check me out. No, they're like, uh, could you have a, uh, to take a seat in the waiting room? The uh, the doctor will be with you shortly, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And then you turn and you look at that waiting room and there's like five or six or seven other people waiting there too. And it looks like somebody, like, threw a depression party. People are just, like, sulked into their seats. Their body language, they're all hunched over. 
Their eyes are full of like sorrow and depression. They're all sitting there and they look like they're they're ready to go into the slaughterhouse. Right? Oh, I hate it. And then you have to, you know, slink down into your seat. Suddenly you're part of the entourage. You're one of the walking dead, right? And you just sit there and nobody really wants to look at each other, but you, you can't help it. So you look around and there's an old lady, a crusty old lady with veins coming out of her hands, blue veins running under her skin and you know, age spots around her eyes. And then there's some uh, other guy at the other end with a beard. His nose is all red and he's sniffling. Then there's an old guy with a cane and a little hat. And then there's someone trembling in the corner. And then there's someone sitting beside you like... (laughs) They pull out an inhaler and they've got slippers on and... Somebody smells like Vic's NyQuil, and oh, it's 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 like it's it's like walking into a zombie festival. It's like Night of the Living Dead in the, in that waiting room, man. It's just nothing could be more depressing and and dark than just sitting there with all the sickies, and you're one of them. You're one of them. You're sitting there, and you're all like. Oh, God, what's I just want to get out of here. Oh, what's wrong with me? Oh, why Why does my, why does that thing inside just under my ribs hurt? And why am I all congested? And, right? And you're just sitting there and you're like, I wonder what that guy's going in for. I wonder how long that guy's got to live. I wonder what's going on with that guy. I wonder if I have what that guy has. And then you go, I wonder what I have. What's he going to do to me? What's this going to lead to? Okay, it might start with that little stethoscope on my chest, and then it might lead to him drawing blood, and then he might cut something off of me, and then I might have to go to the hospital for further investigation, and then I might have to get an x-ray, and then I might have to get an MIR, and then I might, ah, I'm going to die! And then you just run and jump out of the window. Remember how the lion and Wizard of Oz turned around and ran down that hallway and just jumped out the window? <laughs> That's what you feel like, man. Come forward! Tell me when it's over. <laughs> I want to go home. I am Oz, the great and powerful. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's brutal, man. So stay healthy. Do some preventive uh, work on yourself. Get to the gym. Watch what you eat. You know, just take care of yourself. If I were the king of the forest, I'd riff, and I'd riff, and I'd riff. <laughs> Uh, the doctor will see you now, Mr. Lion. Hey, 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 it's Harlan Williams, and you're rolling down the Harlan Highway with me, your humble host, your happy, friendly host with a smile on his little puffy face. You know what I want to talk to you about today is the window. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mean the window on your car. I don't mean the window in your office or on your house. There's a much worse window. There's a window that you can't throw rocks at and break. Although I wish I could. It's that window that they give you when your phone line goes down. Or your air conditioner breaks. And you know what I'm talking about. You call the repair guys and go, Yeah, we got a window here. Uh, we'll give you a window, uh... Let's see, uh, between uh, 6 in the morning and uh, midnight, uh, we're going to give you a window. Okay, thanks. Thanks, phone company. Yeah, I'll just uh, call work, tell them I can't come in, and I'll just sit here all day staring at the driveway waiting for your truck to pull up. Maybe uh, when we pay our bills, we should give them a window. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Williams, we haven't received a payment for your phone for over, uh, nine months. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just, I got a window. See, I'm, I've got a window of paying you between now and when I die. Yeah, I'm gonna slam the window. I'm gonna slam it right on the repair guy's face once he gets here. Thanks for fixing my fridge here at the Rip Van Winkle household. Harlan Williams. Hi, I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and I'm your life coach. I am my baby's mother's sister's daughter, and it's time to get a life. Your life. Hi, welcome to Life Coach. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer, and today we'll be taking your calls to see what's bothering you, see how I can help you improve your life, put your life back on track, get it into shape, get it to the place where you need to be. Sometimes when we're busy and we're running around and we have a million things to do, multitasking, it's hard to stay in control of our own life. And that's where I come in. Dr. Debbie Timer, your life coach. Let's go to uh, a caller. Hi, this is Dr. Debbie. How may I help you? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Ted out of uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Ted Davidson uh, calling from Pittsburgh. Okay, how are you tonight, Ted? Uh, I'm a little, uh, well, uh, to be honest, uh, doctor, I'm a little... Uh, spit it out. Uh, Would you please spit it out? Uh, God damn it, spit it out, you son of a whore. I'm a little perturbed, uh, doctor. Uh, my, uh, I'm having, uh, <laughs> I'm having problems with my wife. Okay, very common. How long have you been married? Well, we've been married uh, 14 years, uh, living in Pittsburgh, and uh, just, uh, you know, just uh, we've been happy, we've been healthy, uh, everything's been uh, copacetic, as they say. Yes, they do. I love that word. I say it all the time. Copacetic. Yeah, copacetic, doctor, and uh, everything was fine up until about uh, six months ago. Okay, did you have a fight and altercation with your wife? 
Uh, no, it had nothing to do with that. There were there were no flare-ups. Uh, it, it's uh, something that she started doing around the house that uh, has made uh, everyone, including my kids, uh, very, very uncomfortable. Okay, can you elaborate? Well, it's something that takes place when we have guests over. Uh, it happens on the holidays. It'll happen after meals. It, it's just... Well, why don't you... Uh, open up about it. This, I know this is probably hard. What exactly is going on? Well, we have a we have a cat. We have a cat named Mr. Tinkles, and after our cat uses the litter box, Doctor Karen uh, Debbie. I'm sorry, Doctor Debbie. That's okay. Uh, after it uses the litter box, it does this thing where it will sit on its haunches. It will sit on its 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 buttocks, so to speak. On the carpet, uh, Dr. Debbie, and uh, with its b bottom legs spread and its front legs uh, in between its lower legs, it literally will pull itself across the carpet. Okay, I've seen this many times. Yeah, and it looks like, uh, not not to be a vulgar doctor, but it looks like he's kind of wiping his bottom as he scoots along the carpet, pulling pulling his... his his, his anus is sliding along the carpet while he pulls himself along with his front paws. Exactly, doctor. Exactly. Okay, well, maybe what you need is a pet therapist. I don't know how... Well, here's where my wife comes in, doctor. Okay. Well, ever since my wife saw the cat doing that, uh, how do I put this delicately? Just use words, sir. This is an open forum where I'm your life coach, and I help you talk about these things. All right, then. Every time my wife takes a dump, instead of using toilet paper, she comes out into the living room, sits down on the carpet, and pulls her ass along the carpet and wipes it all over the place. Oh, my God. That's what I said. She just she just drags her ass around in circles on the carpet and leaves these giant skid mark donuts all over the... Okay, now maybe you are getting a little too graphic. Well, I don't know what else to call them. They look like crop circles or shit circles. Sir, you can't use the S word on the radio. I'm sorry. I'm just so upset. I, you know, these circles and she's starting to make patterns and she just pulls her pants down and she's dragging her naked ass around in circles on the carpet. Okay, uh, calm down. I'm trying, doctor. I'm trying. Do you know how uh, her, her red her ass has become? Well, now, I'm sure there's going to be some chafing. Are you kidding me? She looks like a baboon, doctor. She's got this red, chap baboon ass, and the kids are getting scared, and they're starting to throw bananas at her. I'm sorry? That's right. When she's twirling around in circles, the kids start throwing bananas. They think their own mother's a goddamn baboon, an ass-scraping baboon monkey. Okay, so you've got to watch your language. Well, it's a little hard to do when you got a shit monkey making shit circles on your carpet. Sir? I'm sorry. I'm just very upset. I'm just very upset. Well, we're going to have to get this under control. I don't know what to do. I threw thumbtacks down on the carpet. I'm sorry. I threw thumbtacks and carpenter nails. 
you threw nails and thumbtacks onto the carpet. Oh, yeah. Her ass is scraping around like an alien making crop circles in a cornfield, except she's leaving giant circular shit streaks all over my Afghan rug. Stop it, sir. And when the guests came over at Easter, we had a nice Easter dinner. We're all sitting at the table, and the kids are like, where's Mommy? And we all look over, and there's Mommy doing chocolate donuts all over the Afghan rug. Sir, you're going to have to shut your goddamn mouth. Well, no need to get hasty and nasty with me, doctor. I'm just calling about the problem. Maybe the problem's your foul language, sir. I don't think my foul language is at issue here. What's at issue are these orange peel skid marks swirling around. Sir, please hang up. I can't help you. I need your help, doctor. Why don't you call a carpet cleaning service? Please, doctor. I need it to stop. Please hang up, you stupid fucking basket case. What did you call me? Fuck off. Wow, I'm sorry about that. That is... That was just strange and unusual. And... I'm gonna have her come over and pull a skid mark around your face, you son of a... I'm sorry about that. I'm Dr. Karen. I'm Dr. Debbie Timer. I'm... We'll see you next time. And I'm your life coach. Who the hell was that? Who's screening these calls? Honestly, shit crop circles? Idiot. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. You know, I try to keep my podcast really clean. I try to stay away from foul language, you know. I feel like uh, every podcast out there, it's just uh, swearing and and blue language. And God bless them if that's what they want to do. But I I try to work without all that. But I have to say, and I'm sure you've noticed, that the only time the language kind of flares up is on Dr. Debbie's show. And I might have to talk to her about that. I might have to have a meeting with her, a staff meeting. I don't know because, you know, I'm trying to keep it clean. I'm I'm trying to keep it uh, family friendly here at the Harland Highway. And she just goes off. She starts cussing and, and yelling at her guests. I mean, wow. So for anyone whose uh, ears are ringing, I do apologize um, it's kind of the only time it really happens here on the show. Whew. But anyways, uh, you know, there'll be more Dr. Debbie in the uh, months to come. She is helpful, I guess. I mean, uh, who couldn't use a little uh, life coaching, by the way, by the by. Um, well, we're getting close, folks. We are getting close to Christmas. Can you believe it? We are very, very, very close to Christmas. And, um, you know, next uh, next uh, show, I've decided I'm going to uh, sing a carol for you folks. Now, whether that makes you go, oh, great. Well, I'm not tuning into that podcast. Or you're like, oh, my goodness, I love Harlan's angelic voice. Oh. No, it's neither angelic, it's neither good nor bad, 
but I thought I would kind of embarrass myself and put myself on the line for you, my faithful listeners, and and sing you a Christmas carol. So if you tune in next show, which will be our last show before Christmas, yours truly <laughs> will croon you as you segue into the merriest of days. And uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I, I hope you've got a tree up. I hope you've got uh, your lights up, your stockings hanging by uh, the bed. Um, I hope you've got plans. I hope, uh, I hope you've got uh, family and friends around you. And even if you don't, you know, some people end up at Christmas without anyone around them. Even if you don't, I think Christmas is a time to, whether you're religious or not, it's a really good time where everything's kind of quiet, and it's a good time to kind of be introspective. And if you believe in prayer, it's it's a great time to just sit down alone and stare out into the sky or stare up at the ceiling or close your eyes and maybe say a prayer and wish good things on your friends and family and yourself and spread the love. Um, so try and do that at this special time of year. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a time when we get a chance to maybe do that. You know, throughout the year you, you get busy, you're going to work, you're dealing with family and finances, and maybe you forget. And even at Thanksgiving, it's chaotic. But there's, there seems to be a peacefulness that ensues around Christmas time, and so I encourage you to take advantage of the little lull in the storm, as they might say, and uh, spend five, ten, twenty minutes, half an hour, thirty seconds, whatever you have, um, you know getting a little uh, inside yourself and inside your mind and your spirit and your soul and uh, give praise, give thanks, give love, and uh, I think you'll find that very fulfilling. But maybe that's just me. But give it a shot, see what happens, and uh, hopefully we all have a great next year. Um and uh, we'll look forward to our next show, which is the last show before Christmas. And as I said, I will perform a carol for you. <laughs> you might need Dr. Debbie after me singing to you. Um, so that's it for today. Thank you for joining in on the Harland Highway. Great having you here. And until next time, chicken chow mame. Baby. <laughs> Is my nose bleeding? <laughs>